Greetings, family, and welcome to this podcast. Let's go ahead and pray and open it with the prayer, the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I'll be sharing with you a sermon by Smith Wigglesworth. It's called The Deep Things of God. Here we go. The Deep Things of God. Before the foundations of the world, God has made a provision for us all, and many are coming into the knowledge that has been for new, predestined, and wonderfully changed by the working of the Spirit. Are you ready to enhance your spirit, strengthening with God by a living faith? Are you ready for the endowment of power, the enrichment of His grace, and the oil that makes you rejoice with gladness? Are you? Be full of expectation. Be earnest. Make your request without fear. Be bold in the presence of God. Dare to believe that you enter in through the blood into the immensity of His eternality. I want to enlarge your capacity of thought and your inward desire so that you can fully claim all of those things that God has for you. Are you ready to be lost in God, entirely swallowed up in His divine plan? Get ready to be upgraded like never before. Get ready for the divine possibility of the earthly experience and with the knowledge of His sovereign grace to be filled with all of His fullness. Our subject this morning is the deep things of God. Today we need the groundwork. We need an inward knowledge. We need greater things. We need to be supernaturally built and changed by a living authority. To come into a divine place where the mind is operated by the spirit and where we don't live but another mightier than us lives in us. I wish we could have the revelation that we may be Taken on with God, not left, but taken on with God into all that He has divinely arranged for us. This meeting, however beautiful it may be, is all arranged, is divinely arranged. There's nothing out of order with God. God is so large in all He does, providing and arranging these things for us. So these meetings aren't just happening. God has had these meetings in his mind since the foundations of the earth. All things are in his perfect order. Sometimes I see one of my hairs fall out of my head, but he remembers the number that are left. I'm not worried about my hair, whether it grows white or remains in neutral color. Some people try to change the color of their hair. They have forgotten that God has said you cannot make one hair black or white. We need to see that God wants us to be 
of a supernatural order not conformed to the world with power and all kinds of paint? Don't you know that you have to be pretty in the sight? You don't have to be pretty in the sight of the Lord? That prettiness is the meek and quiet spirit. It is where the Lord has the right of way in your heart. It is where you aren't worried about the natural body, knowing that the supernatural body is being made like Him. We are born with the image of the natural, but we are going to bear the image of the heavenly. Oh, that we could be lost to these things, set apart for the glory of God, brought into the resurrection order, filled with audacity, divine appointment, where the Lord is taking us on, height, depths, lengths, breadth, yeah, everything in the mind of God, higher, higher, and higher. For our study this morning, I want to take the first chapter of the first epistle of Peter. This chapter contains the foundation of truth. We can't cover it all, but I want to deal with the incorruptible word, the incorruptible seed, and the incorruptible life in the body, which has laid down on an incorruptible plan, so that you may be able to understand how the mind of the Lord has to be so extravagantly in you, even to deny your own personality before you deny the power of the word of the living God. The days will come when your ministry will be tested in many ways and your own life will be tested. If you can get beyond your nature, beyond your natural ways of thought and beyond yourself into a place of almighty provisions for you in the flesh, quickened by the Spirit, you should survive. As the Word of God says, having done all to stand when the trial is on, when everything comes to a point that it seems the last strand in the rope, then the Lord will very mightily bring you into a place of plenty. Lord, let it please you this morning to keep us in that place so we can reach this climax in the divine order. Let's read the first verse of the first epistle of Peter. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout the Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Peter is speaking to us like this because of a difficult time and is edifying us in a tough place. The people are scattered and persecution is coming in. They had a good time in Jerusalem, and God knew, I say it reverently, God knows that we never make progress in any easy time. You may settle down to ease and miss the great plan of God. God allowed strange things to happen in Jerusalem after the Holy Spirit came. Someone made me say for many years, and may not be known much about persecution. They may be sanctified for many years, but may not know anything about persecution. But it is impossible to be baptized with the Holy Spirit without entering into persecution. The disciples had a wonderful time when they were with Jesus. They had no persecution, but there was one in the midst of them whom they tried to throw down the side of a hill. The priests joined together to kill him. 
After the devil entered into Judas, the only people he could have conversations with was the priests. The priests were willing to talk to the devil after he got into Judas. Guard the door of your lips. See to it that your heart is perfect, that you have no judgment, that you don't stand in the way and condemn everybody that is in the way. For there are lots today are like the priests in their day. They will neither go in themselves or let anyone else in, but don't let the Spirit be in you. For God wants to guard you, purify you, and present you as a chaste virgin, made ready for every good work. Let us make sure, whatever happens, that there is no harsh judgment in us, no bitterness. We must see that we have been quickened, brought into, changed by a new authority, incorruptible in the corruptible, divine life where death was, love where hatred was, the power of God reigning in the human, the Lord lifting us upon us the light of his countenance, right in the midst of death, like breaking forth, like rivers in the desert. May the Lord bring us to a place that hard judgment is past, making us meek and lowly in heart. This is the principle of the Master. There is no such thing as purifying the impure. Evil things never get purer, but more vile. All impurity, all evil must be cast out. You never can make Satan holy. He will be hellish and fiendish forever. And when the brightest of God comes by the express image of the Father, the very brightness against uncleanliness, and he will be glad to get in the pit and be there forever and ever. There are some fools in this day who foolishly say that the devil will be saved and they will go in arm in arm. They will never purify sin. Sin cannot be purified. The carnal mind is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Carnality has to be destroyed. Evil propensities must be rooted out. God's plan is, A pure heart will I give you, and a right spirit. And this is the order of the new creation in God. A right spirit and a pure heart. As sure as the Holy Spirit fell, James was beheaded, Peter was put in prison, they had a tremendous row at Jerusalem, and the saints were scattered. The scattering of the saints meant to say that the proclamation of the gospel. So here Peter is writing to the people which are scattered. Elect, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. 1 Peter 1 and 2. <coughs> Notice that there is a sanctifying of the human spirit. It doesn't not matter what you say. If your human spirit does not get wholly sanctified, you will always be in danger. It is that position where the devil has changed a chance to work upon you. Therefore, we are taught to come into sanctification with the uncleanliness 
the ordinate affections and corruption all pass away. And it passes away because of incorruptible abiding, where all kinds of lusts have lost their power. This is the plan. Only in the idea of pursuit of perfection and holiness and understanding of the mind of the Spirit and the law of the Spirit of life are we brought into a very blessed place. For example, is the place of holiness the place of entire sanctification, the place where God has the throne of the heart, it is a place where the mind is so concentrated in the power of God that he thinks about the things that are pure and live in a holy ascendancy where every day is an exchange into the power of freedom with God. God highly honors him, but he never exalts him. The devil comes to exalt him, but it cannot be like that in the ways of sanctification. The blood works on all the smallest parts of evil. There is the sanctification of the human spirit where the human spirit so come into perfect blending with the divine mind of Christ that he cannot be exalted. You can live in the body with all the glorious anointing, revelation and power, and the spirit can sanctify your spirit until you will never talk about yourself and will never say, I, I, but it will be Christ, 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 and he will be glorified. In this death within, this inward deepening of all human weaknesses and human powers that would assert themselves deeper, deeper into and on with God, leaning and learning only on the principles of Christ as he is, to be like him in holiness, in righteousness and in purity, until you reign with him, gloriously reigning in him, through him, by him, over the, all the powers of the devil. Holiness is power. Sin is defeat. Sin is weakness. Holiness is strength. Transformed in the spirit of your mind is a place where you are always being lifted into clear light. Always seeing more the hideous of sin, always having a consciousness of the power of evil and consciousness of the power of God over evil. So the Lord grant us unto us by his mighty power this spiritual intuition of divine association with the Father. Amen. He exalted, is exalted far above all, and we are united in him, closer than all till there's no division. Holy as he is, pure as he is, life, truth, reveal in us. Because of truth in us, he becomes Alpha Omega. He has the last thought. He is all in all. We love him. We say, you are altogether lovely. Altogether lovely. Consider now the 13 and 15 verses of the first chapter of 1 Peter. Gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
As obedient children, now fashion yourself according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he has called you his holy, so you be holy in all kinds of conversations. Because it is written, Be you holy, for I am holy. It is settled in the canons of Scripture that that which came into you at the new birth had no corruption in it. It had no defilement in it, and it could not desire evil. That incorruptible seed, that divine life of the Son, that quickening of the Spirit, that regenerative power, that holy creative power within you, the divine position that caused your very nature to bring forth a likeness to the Son of God, and your deepest parts yearn with desire after his purity. You love to sing of the holiness of him. I remember when quite a little boy I used to lie on my back singing until heaven seemed to be let down till it seemed like glory. It was wonderful. What was it? The new creation longing, waiting. Oh, hallelujah. Sixty years later and still a great desire and more longing for that in which came to be met with the very life that gave it. There is something so remarkable about it that it was present in my human life from that day till today. I never lost the holy knowledge that I am His, completely His. Amen. I want everybody here to be created brand new, just like this, until they will become saints. And don't be afraid of being called saints. Don't be afraid of the world holiness. Don't be afraid of the word purified. Don't be afraid of the word perfect. Believe that you, in you there is a power which has in it no corruption, which has no desire to sin, that hates uncleanliness, which is born of an incorruptible power that has no evil in it. It is godlike. It is the way of something. It is, has to grow up in you until he is manifested in you. Perfect, perfect sight in God. Perfect feeling after God. Holy feelings, no carnal desires. Yearning after purity. Longing after cleanliness. Desiring after God. This is the inheritance of the saints. In the world, not of it, over it. He who has this faith, he who has this life, overcomes the world. Who is it that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? What does it mean for him to be the Son of God to you and me? God is holy. God is light. God is love. Jesus was the fullness of the expression of the purpose of all fullness. The same fullness, the same life, the same maturity after perfect standard of life has to be in your mind. You are truly dead to the world and expression of the purpose of all fullness. The same fullness, the same life, the same maturity after perfect standard of life has to be in you until you are dead 
indeed unto the world and live unto God in spirit. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Trinity, boundless affinity, holy, transforming power, the very nature of the Son of God, the very power of the world to come. The very nature of the wonderful Son formed in us. There are five senses in the world. When He has come, there are five senses of spiritual acquaintances. The hearing of faith, the feelings after God, the seeing supernaturally, the speaking after the mind of the operation of the Spirit, the tasting after God's plan. Yet God wants us to be so triune, perfectly joined until the very Christ is formed in us, His very life manifested in the human life, until we know we have no question, no matter what other people say, we know in whom we have believed and are persuaded. There are things that can be moved, and there are things that cannot be moved. There are things that can be changed, and there are things that cannot be changed. We have within us an incorruptible place which cannot be moved. It does not matter who is moved or what is moved. The things that God has given us remains. So some things can be wrapped up and folded like a garment. The heavens may be rolled up like a scroll and melt with fervent heat. The very earth we are standing on may be absolutely melted, but we are as endurable as he is. For we have the same life, the incorruptible life, the eternal power. The everlasting king is moving in the natural things to cause the natural to know that this is eternal, this is divine, this is God. Hallelujah! Seeing that these things are so, we must build on this order, for it is in this order that nothing can contaminate us. You are perfect over sin. If you will believe it, you are perfect over disease. If you will believe it, you are perfect over death. If you will believe it, you are perfect in the order of Enoch's translation. If you dare, believe it. There are always three things which are working silently but powerfully. The blade, the ear, and the full corn in the ear. God is developing us in a righteous way to know we are of a royal aristocracy. We belong to a new company. We belong to the firstborn. We have the nature of the Son. We belong to eternal workings. God, who is greater than all, has come through all and is now working in all to His glory, to His power. You may not be able to take these things in because you know so much about gravity, and I am speaking so much about gravity being removed. There is no gravity to the Spirit. There is no gravity to thought. There is no gravity to inspiration. There is no gravity to divine union with Christ. 
It is above all. It is rises higher. It sits on the throne. It claims its purposes. God has brought us to a place where all manner of evil powers are subdued, reigning over them, being enriched by the new creation of God in the Spirit. You are not timid and afraid. You meet these things with joy. You triumph over them in the place of blessing. There are people in this place who are saying, If I could talk to you, I would tell you that my life doesn't reflect that. You must allow the Lord to remove you out and bring you into that. Unbelief is the great dethroning place. Faith is the great rising place. Many people lose confidence in the spirit as seems to be going on to perfection because they allow their own minds and lives, their own knowledge, their own associations to continue bring them into a shameful lowest state. God says, you are not of this world. You have been delivered from the corruption of the world. You are being transformed by the renewing of your mind. God says that you are a royal priesthood, a holy people belonging to the building, and Christ is the great cornerstone. The Holy Spirit is coming forth to help you to claim your inheritance. Do not be afraid of getting rich this morning. Do not be afraid of coming in, but be very afraid if you do not come in. Have God's mind on this, that God says you have to overcome the world, that you have to have this incorruptible, undefiled position now within the human body. Transforming your mind, even your very nature. Realizing the supernatural power working through you. It is lovely for me to be here speaking about this knowledge of this glorious incarnation of the Spirit. And I want you to know I would be the last man to speak about these things unless I knew they could be attained. This is our inheritance. This is where God wants to make your his own in you in such a way that I messed up. <coughs> this is our inheritance. This is where God wants to make you his own in such a way that you will deny yourself, the flesh, and the world, so that you may rule over principalities and powers and over spiritual wickedness in high places so that you may reign in life by this lovely place in Christ Jesus. I want to stir you up today. If I cannot make a diseased person that is suffering righteously indignant against that place, I cannot help him. If I can make every sufferer know that suffering, disease, and all of these things are the workings of the devil, I can help him. Let me give you a scripture for it. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That is the devil. And if you know that, believe the other, that Jesus has come to give you life, life eternal, and life abounding. Abounding. 
If you can see that the devil is after you for all he is worth to kill you, believe that Christ is enthroned in your heart to destroy the very principles of the devil in every way. Have the reality of this. Build upon it by perfect soundness until you are in the place of perfect bliss. For this is perfect bliss, to know him. Be so built in him that you are not afraid of any of the things that come from evil. You must have a fullness that presses out beyond. You must have a life which is full of the divine. You must have a mind which is perfectly Christ. You must cease to be natural and begin to be supernatural. God is on his throne and can take you a thousand miles in a moment. Have faith to jump into his supernatural plan. Are you ready? Are you ready to be so changed by the order of God that you will never have this human order of fear anymore? Remember that perfect love casts out all fear. Step into the full outflowing of the life of the manifestation of God. Your new nature has no corruption in it. Eternal life is not just during your lifetime. It is forever. You are regenerated by the power of the word of God, and it is in you as an incorruptible force, taking you on from victory to victory until death itself can be overcome, until sin has no authority until disease could not be in the body, this is a living fact by the word of God. You ask, how can I come into it? Read carefully the first two verses of Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Right now, in this moment, there is no condemnation. This law of the spirit of life is a law in the body. It is a law of eternity. It is a law of God, a new law, not the law of the Ten Commandments, but a law of life in the body changing you in the body until there is no sin power, no disease power, and no death power. Believe it. It doesn't matter if a thousand people die today. You believe you have to live forever. It doesn't matter how many people died after I have prayed for them. I am not going to change my way because I don't know how it was with them. God speaks to me, and I have to believe his word. His word cannot change. You who desire to go a thousand miles through faith beyond what you have ever gone before, leap into it. Believe the blood makes you clean. Believe you have come into resurrection order. Believe you are young again. Why should you die? Believe you are young. He will renew your youth. Believe it. You say, I will try anyhow. All right, only trying is an effort.
believing is a fact. Don't join the Endeavor Society, but come into the Faith Society, and you will leap into the promises of God, which are yeah and amen to all that believe. Don't look sad and dejected and complain anymore. Have a rejoicing spirit. Get the praise of God in your heart. Go forth from victory to victory. Rise in faith and believe it. You must not live in yourself. You must live in Christ. Set your mind upon things above. Keep your whole spirit alive in God. Let your inheritance be so full of life divine that you live above the world and all its thoughts and cares. Set your mind upon things above. Let your inheritance be so full of divine light and thoughts and cares. May the Lord move away sickness and disease and move away blind eyes and imperfect vision. May he give us the word, help us to understand the blood, understand the spirit of prophecy and the spirit of testimony. May he let us understand that he is still building the foundation of the prophets and on the apostles and on all the who work his wonderful word. May he build us just like that until every soul is filled with divine grace so that you and I may continue in his divine order, walking in the deep things of God. Smith Wigglesworth.